Hello, welcome to my podcast. Um, there are some te- technical difficulties with this, so I'm glad I could finally get it out. And today, I'm going to give you a little treat by playing some music on my ukulele. Um, I will do that from time to time. I think it's fun. I like sharing my music and my song. So, let's get into the story. Today, I am going to introduce you to my fictional friends, Samantha and Sullivan, who are moving to Santa Fe. And Samantha isn't happy about it. They're moving. They're moving from California to Santa Fe. And in their minds, California was sunny and happy, and Santa Fe is cold and gloomy. Sullivan thinks it's fine. Sullivan stared out of the window, seeing dense, cold, dark forest. Cool, said Sullivan. I bet I could live in the woods. I bet you wouldn't survive five minutes, said Samantha. Oh, come on, sis, you know I'm just great at survival skills, said Sullivan. We're here, said Mom, stopping a fatal argument. Samantha looked out the window and saw an old, rickety house. Now, the way I'm going to describe this house is think of it as Dracula's mansion, except in pink and blue. Surrounding the house were dense woods, just like they'd seen surrounding their dirt road. They were fenced in by barbed wire so wild animals would stay out. Samantha and Sullivan, too busy looking up at their crazy house, did not see a small gap in the wire, surrounded by vines. But their dog, called Buddy, did. Or maybe he smelled it. Who knows? He was climbing out of a trunk. Sullivan and Samantha's mom stepped up the porch stairs and opened the stepped up the porch stairs, which creaked and whined as if they someone hasn't stepped on them in a million years. And then she opened the doors. They squeaked and creaked even worse than the porch stairs, and Samantha looked and Samantha and Sullivan covered their ears. Oh, that hurts, said Sullivan. I think I'm formally deaf now. No, I am, said Sullivan. Yeah, right, said Samantha. Say that into my good ear, said Sullivan, leaning forward and cupping his hand around his right ear. Oh, whatever. Samantha looked inside to see a big staircase that led to the upstairs bedrooms, she guessed and some hallways that probably led to the kitchen, the downstairs bedrooms, the living room, and maybe a small bathroom. All right, said Mom. Samantha, your bedroom is downstairs. Sullivan, you and me will be upstairs. Sorry, I know you guys don't like being separated, but Sullivan, um, since last time when we gave you your own bedroom upstairs, you decided to slide down the stairs on a trash can lid, and you know how that turned out. Ouch, said Sullivan. Yeah, I remember. Both of them walked. How about you guys go set up real quick? Oh, fine. Sure, said Samantha. And Sullivan? Both of them walked into their separate rooms. Sullivan, in his room, heaved a gre- dark green and dark green bag. <laughs> a dark green bean bag with pink sparkles on down to his floor and arranged it 
by his sleeping bag bed. Their new beds would come in at their new beds would come in at about one o'clock. They knew they'd have to move out of their bedrooms for their mom to carry them in. Samantha, in her room, heaved down a dark blue beanbag chair, and then she sat down and pulled out her walkie-talkie. Both of them kept their walkie-talkies with them so they could talk to each other at all times. She pulled, she put it to her ear and said, Sullivan, do you read me? Over. She waited for a second and said, I read you. Over, said Sullivan. Samantha knew that he would have his cool spy glasses on right now. She groaned. She could tell because of the clinking. They probably fell on the floor because they were too big and always fell off his face. <clears throat> Great. What do you think of this new house, said Samantha. I don't like it. It's not like our old one. Eh, I think it's fine, answered Sullivan. Really, just go with the flow, Samantha. Not everything has to stay the same day by day. What? No, everything does, or else it'll spin out of control, Samantha exclaimed. Sullivan and Samantha kept talking until bedtime. They both tucked into their sleeping bed bag beds They and fell asleep. Samantha jolted from her sleep. What was that sound? She whispered to herself. She crept down the hall, still in her PJs. Then she just saw Buddy slipping through the door, which had blown open in the wind. I knew that latch wasn't good enough, she whispered to herself again. She pulled out her walkie-talkie. Sullivan, come down here right now. Buddy is out. Door must have blown open, whispered Samantha. Okay, fine, 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 answered Sullivan. Sullivan came down wearing a coat that he'd taken up to him, up to his bedroom since it was freezing outside. Here, he said, handing Samantha a coat as well. I thought you might want one. It got mixed up in my laundry. Now let's go. Sullivan and Samantha dashed out of the house, trying to stay quiet, and they looked around. So, <clears throat> Sullivan and Samantha jumped onto the first step, and it creaked so loud, they stopped. Oh my gosh, they probably woke up mom. Ah! They waited. But luckily their mom was a deep sleeper, and she stayed in her deep sleep. Sullivan and Samantha looked around. They saw Buddy's tail disappearing into a gap of the wire. It must have taken him a thousand miles. He, they also saw a small trail of, oh, look, I think he must have got his, his paw stuck in a nail or something. It's hurt. That's what took him so long. Thank goodness, said Sullivan. What? Well, thank goodness. Now we have a better chance of getting him. Whatever, said Samantha. They ran down. They ducked under the wire and slipped through the gap in the forest trees tangled together, almost hiding a thin dirt path that a dog's tail was slipping down. Run, 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 cried Sullivan. I'm, I hear, hear this forest is haunted, screamed Samantha as they ran down the path, following a dog's slipping tail, tail slipping between trees, sliding under vines, jumping over roofs, 
<clears throat> dashing around logs until they came off the path and stood in front of an old house surrounded by animals. Samantha saw a gorilla scratching his head and trying to swipe at the legs of a giraffe who was pruning a tree. Some flamingos <clears throat> stood in a pond. A few jaguars, a few jaguars hung around by the trunk of a tree. Sloth and, a sloth and koala hung up in the branches together. An elephant, an elephant <clears throat> wallowed in the mud along with two hippos. Three stellar sea eagles, they were as big as children. <clears throat> Three stellar sea eagles stood around looking for food and standing in the middle of it all was a gnome. He hooted, he twittered, oh my. He groaned, he grunted, he made a trumpeting noise. This gnome wore a bright green hat and a purple three-piece suit. He had a yet he, his pants had been specially made to fit his four legs and he held an old yellow staff. Samantha looked closer at his face and could tell it was old and wizened, but she could see a hint of kindness in him. And although the eyes were squinty and old, she saw a crinkle of happiness, a sparkle in darkness. Then the gnome suddenly let out a loud hoot and they covered their ears again. Okay, I surrender. This is worse than the doors and the steps combined. The gorilla grunted back and the gnome's gorilla had a conversation. They made some more flatulent noises, a few more hoots and a few grunts. Look, cried Samantha, who hadn't been too bothered by the conversation, as that's what she heard from Sullivan every day. Buddy cowered before an angry jaguar, advancing, ready to eat Buddy up. I know, said Sullivan. Let's ask that gnome guy to tell that jaguar to <clears throat> not bite her dog's head off. How could that gnome guy talk to an animal, said Samantha, disbelieving as ever. He did it to the gorilla, Sullivan shot back. I'm going to ask him. Sullivan walked up to the gnome and said, hey, gnome girl, can you tell that jaguar not to bite her dog's head off? The name's Ulk, the gnome said, and shoved Sullivan to a pile of hippo dung. They roared, then he roared at the jaguar. The jaguar seemed to roll its eyes, gave out a hissing noise, but it walked away from Buddy. Buddy! yelled Samantha as she ran to her dog. She tripped over Sullivan and landed beside him in her in the dome. <sighs> they both looked at each other and thought the same thing. Get clean! Now! They looked around and saw a pond with the pond with the flamingos in it they'd seen on the side when they came in. They ran over, ready to jump in, but Ulrich's yellow staff blocked their way. Don't go in that pond. Flamingos live in hot salt water. It's unpleasant if you go in. Trust me. Come, follow me into the house. Samantha and Sullivan followed Ulrich into a house made of sticks and bark that looked like it was held together by magic. And it probably was, they thought. Inside, a musty couch stood behind a table, muddled with bottles of potions. Sullivan saw a tiny pink bottle. Samantha stopped, spotted a big green container. 
The gnome waved his staff around them, and immediately their clothes and skin were clean. He seemed to have muttered something when they did it, but he couldn't, they couldn't hear him. Ulrich motioned for them to sit on the couch. All right, said Ulrich. Let's talk details. I am not Dr. Judy, although many people have compared I'm a gnome named Ulrich Forstman, a gnome who studied animal speech using gnome magic. I was able to gain animal trust using some twiddling. As Ulrich told Samantha and Sullivan of the gnome magic in religion, they seem to like him. Well, anyway, there are three types of gnome magic. One, potioneering. Two, spells. And three, music. Ulrich pointed to what looked like a ukulele. Anyway, you... Anyway, to gain animal trust, you simply must perform a simple spell, he said. A spell so great that you would not know it yourself. Why, because we're not great? asked Sullivan. Um, no, 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 you're, you're fine, I think. Anyway, you must be the people to carry on with me. Really? Would you teach us? <gasps> oh, ha, ha, ha. Come on. The gnome fault took them to an the flamingo pond again. Samantha shrank from it. Sullivan tried to dip his finger into it. Flamingo water. Oh, yeah. Said Sullivan. Anyway. Ulrich pulled from under the pond a cavity from where they could not see. It looked like it came from under the pond, at least. An old instrument, like the one in his house. A ukulele, or at least it seemed like it. Why didn't you just use the one in your house? Asked Samantha. Because that was my mother's, and oh, I don't like using it, said Ulrich. Oh, I get it, said Samantha. All right, anyway, said Ulrich. He pulled out, along with the ukulele, two old sheets of music, crumpled and yellowing. I must play this song for you to get your magical staffs, he said. What? Magical staffs? They'll come in your favorite color. If your favorite color is yellow, why don't you, why aren't your clothes yellow? Um, that's all I could find at the supermarket. What? Whatever, never mind, never mind, said Ulrich, waving the, the question away. Anyway, let me start.
suddenly the air sparkled before Ulrich as he ended his song. And suddenly, pip, pop, two staffs appeared. Yay, said Sullivan. His staff was dark green with big pink spots on it. Those are your favorite colors, said Ulrich. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't heard of a boy who likes pink, said, said Sullivan. Samantha's staff was a dark blue, just like her beanbag. The dark blue seemed to look into your soul or something. Anyway, said Ulrich. We have to get you your magical animals, of course, of course, of course. Ah. He sighed and wielded his instrument again. And he played one progression. Jaguar stood. She was small, about the size of, hmm, a Barbie doll. And she, she had big ears that were black and purple on the inside, big golden unicorn horn and lilac eyes. <laughs> she squeaked at Samantha and nuzzled her head into her. Aw, cute, said Samantha, scratching her under the chin. Ooh, ooh, let me guess, said Sullivan. Mine is going to be a dragon. Hmm, sighed Ulrich. No, wait, it's going to be a crab mixed with a shark mixed with a anglerfish. Maybe not. Uh, sighed Sullivan, said, sighed Ulrich. Oh, wait, I get it. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's going to be a unicorn unicorn. I mean, a unicorn unicorn Dog? Uh, sighed Ulrich. And so he played again. He played that. And then... Poosh! I mean... Pip! A dragon came up in front of Sullivan. Although it was too only the size of a Barbie doll, um, it was a dragon. This dragon was dark blue with gold peppered all over its face. It had no unicorn horn, but its wings were as about as big as maybe, uh, say... Its wings were as big as... Hmm. Its wings were as big as Easter eggs, and they were, although they weren't round. Like if you took an Easter egg and flattened it. Wow, said Sullivan. You're mine! The dragon breathed fire at Sullivan, and let's just say that he never saw that coat again. Oh no, Samantha thought. Sullivan couldn't have a dragon. No way. Why, he'd burn down the house. He'd take out the forest. He'd, oh, I don't know. He'd, he'd kill himself. What would happen? What if he took it to school? He'd destroy the school. It'd be gone in seconds. No matter how what size the dragon was. Ah, 
Oh no, oh no, oh no, she couldn't let him have this. She'd take the dragon. He could have her cute little unicorn jaguar for all she cared. That's how much it, that how bad it could be if Sullivan got a dragon. <clears throat> Samantha took a deep breath and then said, How do we keep these secret? How do we take them to school? They probably need immediate care. Oh, right. First, Ulrich took out potion bo- two potion bottles. They were medium, they were big, and he handed one to Samantha and one to Sullivan. They were clear, with golden speckles in them. These are for luck and seeing. These are for luck and invisibility, he said. Okay, just drink, take a small sip. Take a mouthful, actually, whenever you come to see me so that no one spots you. Um, but won't our mom notice? That's where the luck part comes in, said Ulrich. With luck, with a bit of magic luck, your mom won't notice you're gone till you're back. Perfect, they said. When will it wear off? When you come in face with me. Keep them on you at all times. All right. Then he took out two more potion bottles. This time, they were both tiny, and they were... Well, red. Red? Doesn't that mean danger? said Sullivan. No. This will help you see your mom. Just carefully say what you want to see at the potion bottle. Look, say you just, um, say you could say, I want to see the football game. He looked down and a football game appeared in the scene of red over in the red. I mean, um, um, I want to see nothing, said Ulrich. And the potion bottles immediately cleared. Just like that, it'll work, he said. All right. Um, yeah. We're spying on our mom, asked Samantha. Well, Sullivan looked like he had all the power in the world. Cool. He grabbed his potion bottle, held it up to his face, and said, Show me the game of the of the Miami Heat against whatever. He looked at a foot. No, Sullivan. Fine, fine, fine. Show me nothing, he said to the potion bottle, and it cleared. And finally, Ulrich took out two medium-sized bottles, handed one to Samantha and one to Sullivan. These bottles, well, they matched the color of their pet's eyes. So, the big one, he, the medium-sized one he handed to Samantha, it was bright lilac with some glitter in it. And the one he handed to Sullivan, bright gold with some glitter in it. This is what you feed your pets. Carefully pour it into a bowl or cup or glass. Anything. Just pour it on and then carefully add some human food. I mean, no, not any human food. Put in mac and cheese. Are you sure? Oh, wait, no, not mac and cheese. Do never give them that. Tomatoes. Put in tomatoes. Absorbed with this potion, they'll make the kind of kibble these but little ones need to eat. <laughs> the dragon broke fire over Sawyer at the edges of Sullivan's pants. No, 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 no. Ah! Sullivan ran around, fell in the flamingo pool. Uh-oh. And finally, his pants were off. Ah. The flamingo pool was so hot. He jumped out. He was soaking wet. 
and Ulrich said, he brandished his wand at Sullivan and said, Hippo pop! Suddenly, suddenly Sullivan was dry and he had his coat back. Yes, said Sullivan. Anyway, I should teach you one decent spell to do with your wands. Really? said Samantha. Yes. Here we go. All right. And our dog... But he's kind of our pet, too, interrupted Sullivan before um, Ulrich could say anything. Yes, your dog, your dog, your dog, blah, 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 your dog, your dog, your dog, blah, 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 blah. Your dog has turned into a flamingo. What? <laughs> okay, fine. But anyway, show us the spell. All right. To, to heal any wound... Simply say this. Boom, 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 shake. Literally? No, no, no. I was just playing with you this time, that time. <laughs> okay, to heal a wound, or to heal a wound, say... <coughs> Salamanca sa. Yuba bellowed it and pointed his wand over... <coughs> at an elephant who seemed to have had a scratch on its thigh. Instantly, the thigh healed. See? Told ya. Uh, sure, sure. Anyway, we better be going. Sullivan and Samantha crept back to their house, waving goodbye to their dog, which was now a flamingo. In their house, they snuggled into their sleeping bag beds, and they hid their stuffed animal. Their, they hid their pet's beside them. All right. They pulled the blankets over and then under their pillows and then under his pillow, Sullivan put his po his four potion bottles and his wand. Samantha, who had scouted her room earlier, had seen a loose floorboard, so she hid her potions and her wand there. She also decided that she'd have to sneak a good bowl for her stuffed animal, so she went down to the kitchen real quick and found a bowl perfect for her small pet. She carefully hid it in the floorboard, along with a big bowl, a big package of tomatoes. Perfect, she said. Why he said tomatoes, I don't know, but it'll work. She lay down, snuggled up with her stuffy, I mean her pet, and went to sleep. And that is the end of our first Samantha, Sullivan, and Gnome Doolittle episode. But since we know you're not do Gnome Doolittle anymore, we'll change it to Ulrich for the rest. I just wanted to say thank you for listening. And I also wanted to tell you about something that's going to be going on in my podcast. Basically, it will have a very strict order. I am going to kind of continue along with Carrot and Dandelion, and Samantha and Sullivan. Um... So there will be more chapters of that. Um, also, I wanted to let you know that once in a while, as a little surprise and a treat, I will invite some one of my family members to come and do an episode with me. Um, this episode won't have carry-on chapters or anything. It'll just be one time, a one-time thing. So I just thought that'd be fun. And also, I do think that I already had an idea for an episode 
And then I was like, well, I need someone to help me with that voice. So that's how I got the idea. And so thank you for listening. I hope you like the podcast. Bye. Thank you.